Back with my man's right here. Back with my man's right here. Back with my man's right here. Yeah, let's get it. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT Patels from a Gemini, and today we're gonna do something. Di- I don't say different, but it's like I got my man Kenny Killer B. And what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to do a, a Under the Tales from a Gemini uh, banner, I guess, a balancing banner, but a, a new section that we're going to call BT and Killer B Killer Convos. And what it is, is from what we've talked about, th- that we re- which is really good because you guys have listened and you've asked questions, so we're going to go directly to the people that have asked questions, which I think is great because I think what we do is, and I, I, I don't care if it sounds self-serving, I don't give a shit. Is honestly, we enter entertaining, but also we help. And I know it sounds self-serving, but it is the truth. From everything you told me, man, I mean, every time I swim, I think of you like when I'm like, you know, like thinking about I'm going to drown. I, th- I make sure I think about you. Okay, like, man, shit, Kenny can do it. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's and, and just, I know, and just little, sh- little shit like that. So I figure from talking to you, it's helped me. And the great thing about it is you people listened and you, and, and, and I love that you've commented back. And now we're going to answer your questions, and I'm going to let Kenny have it. You know, I'm just going to be a facilitator because this man has all the knowledge. Hey, I'm just John Stockton. I, I just I, I do that I do that pick and roll and let you do your thing because I ain't got no talent on the basketball court. <laughs> so I ain't, I ain't got that shit. I told you I'm John Stockton. I, I, I'm, I'm basic. I, just, I go like this, and I set a pick. And I go, I can't do, I can't do nothing else, man. That's all I do like this. Well, I used to wrestle, so you know, I'll I'll foul you. I'll foul I'll foul shit. But I'll foul you, but I'll give you the ball. Like I never argue, because I, I know I know you're right. Like, like if you, if you gotta get past me, I literally would grab your like it and I'll stretch it and you go, hey man, I go, sure ball. Clip his leg, give him the ball, like come do that pain one more time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> My homeboy told me a story about a dude who was in prison. This dude was hooping out. He jumped up. Right, he went to dunk. He was about to dunk. Working the boys. Man, prison dude did like that. Yeah. Clipped his legs. Said, bow. He's going to come here through that shit, homie. We don't do that pretty shit up in here, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, see, we help you. If you go to prison, don't dunk. Don't dunk, bro. <laughs> don't, to- don't do pretty shit. Yeah. That man up. <laughs> but, yeah, you're don't, right. Don't, don't do pretty shit. Don't do pretty prison. shit in prison. You'll pay for it, bro. For real. In, in more ways than one. But, so, no, that being said, so that edu- being said, edutainment, edutainment, entertainment, and education. Edutainment. There That's you what go. And, and what we're doing is like last time we talked about fear, okay? And which is great. And, I, and I, it was my fault that I didn't get into the levels of fear or the different types of fear. We talked about fear. A generalization of fear, but yeah. there's so many types of fear, and I take that on myself that I didn't get into the specifics of fear. But we're gonna answer a question from one of the uh, uh, followers, uh, CJ Phillips, eighty-eight. Shout it's, out, shout out, shout out, out to CJ Phillips, uh, CJ Phelps. I'm sorry, CJ Phelps, eighty-eight, who says he's tried everything else to get rid of it, but he just can't. On yes, fear, yes sir. Yeah. So how how is that? Like, it's a, and that that is a great question because you listen to you, and that's true. You listen to you, like, okay, man, Kenny says this, and you try, but you still have that fear. So how does he get? Like, he said he's tried everything, he can't get rid of it. What would you tell him? C.J. Phelps, eighty-eight. That is a great question. The truth is, you never get rid of fear. So what we talked about <clears throat> is having courage, okay, versus crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Crazy is when you are just fearless. You ain't afraid. If you're not afraid, you're going to run headlong into danger. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Then, it, but when you have courage, that's the presence. There's no courage if you don't have the presence of fear. You're just crazy. Something wrong with you. Why you ain't scared, bro? You must not. So there's fighters, right? They go out. They're fearless. You know why? You ain't never been touched and hurt. You ain't never been knocked out. When you get hurt, you got a healthy, I could get hurt. I could get, now you're aware of what can happen. The brain is a prediction machine. So it's like, oh, that could happen again. So now your brain is trying to keep you safe from that bad thing happening. So fear, it, it's a prediction machine. This could potentially happen in the future, what happened in the past. So it's predicting that could happen and it's trying to help you to avoid that. So that's one of the ways fear can happen. Okay. So a lot of people are fearless, yeah. say young, dumb, full of cum, because yeah. they haven't been exposed to the potentialities that could happen. Like kids. There you go. I mean, see, that's why kids, like kids are fearless and I mean, until they have that first, like you see a kid on the bike, you yeah. see on, on, on Instagram, yeah. you got the little bike, they're going down the hill and yeah. Oh, here we go. And after yeah. that, bam. And yeah. then, but then again, though, they have short memories. So they get, or maybe they're concussed. We don't know. And they they get up, they do it again. Yeah. And, but after a while, then you get older. And like me, I'm afraid to even jump off the curb that I might, you know, I might pop this knee. You know what I mean? So like, so is that why kids have, uh, are so-called fearless? Yeah, kids at an early age, um, 
so you have personality archetypes. Now, at a younger age, your brain is set up to be more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's literally set up that way so that you could survive hardships coming up as a young age because mm-hmm. we weren't always apex predators, which we talked about, and we had to survive a lot of rough times coming up. So you're designed to be optimistic to be able to survive, and then that kind of starts to to – to, to wane a yes. bit so you can become a realist because now you're an adult you got to deal with reality you right. can't just be I don't, I don't like all just pure optimism that's bullshit bro everything's fine everything ain't fine motherfucker <laughs> we gotta we gotta plan for the worst and hope for the best so there's still optimism there but you also gotta plan for the worst so that being said I'd like to start off and it last time we were talking about peak performance under pressure and just dealing with a fear was just a, a, a segment of that right so now we're gonna we're gonna respond to cj so cj got a brother's first name and then he got phelps he got the caucasian last name <laughs> his tag cj phelps bro you know he mulatto and shit you feel me CJ? he can get a job anywhere he wants you to. feel me just me i'm phelps i'm phelps today no i'm cj i'm in the hood you feel me right so you know michael that's my brother got yeah, all the come, on, yeah, come on right right <laughs> so um i like to start off with a story okay. because we're gonna break down why you need to have courage and not crazy. Again, what do we mean by that? Courage means that there still is the presence of fear, but you execute in spite of the fear. Crazy just means you're fearless. You probably don't know no better. So okay. you either just, it hasn't happened yet, okay. or you just ain't that bright. You feel okay. me? <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. So we're going to talk about courage. Okay. Having the ability to execute in the presence of fear. So we're going to start off with a story. It's an, uh, it's an Indian folklore. You'll see this all throughout uh any type of society throughout history. Yeah. But one of these ancient Indian folklore stories, uh, there's a wise man telling a young man, and I'll just paraphrase it. And the young man says, there's two wolves. And he, you know, when he tells a story, you gotta talk in this ominous voice. There's two wolves. You know. And they gave each other crazy nicknames, Pix Dandelions. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. And why my name Pix Dandelions? I don't know. I just made it up. I saw you doing it yesterday. So he's like, there's two wolves. He's like, two wolves? He's like, yes, there is a wolf that is strong and powerful and courageous. And then there is a wolf that is dark and ominous and depressed and fearful. And he's like, and they are battling at all times. Wake up, old man. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. I fell asleep. It wasn't just a long draw. So which wolf wins, old man? He said, the one you feed. So well, that's, that's a brilliant story, but why is that in folklore? So in, in Looney Tunes, you remember, there was a little angel yeah. and a little the devil. devil. Yes, yes, yes. It's the same story. Okay. It's courage, fear, good, okay. bad. So you have um, a great philosophers, and they said uh, good and evil runs down the heart of men. So does courage and fear. Yes. They're both there at any time. Yes. They're not separate. Simultaneously, they're both there. So the one you feed is the one that wins the fight. So what does that mean neurologically? We got to talk about the why behind the what, the science behind it. So we're not just talking about some weird ass mysticisms because brothers don't get into that shit. Exactly. You feel me? I'm one of them brothers. Right? Unless we're talking about voodoo or some shit, right? (laughs) So we're going to get away from the voodoo. So what, what happens is in your brain, once you make any type of learned behavior, that's called a neuro association, right? So I see you, every time I see you, I'm upset. I see you again. I'm upset. I see you a fourth time. I'm upset. Next time, I'm not even upset. I see you. Guess what happens in my brain? What? I get mad. Because every time I just happen, every time I leave from work, I had a bad day. I, don't, I hate this job, and we cross paths every day. And I have a bad day, and I see you. And that happens every day for a year. Mm-hmm. Then one day, we in the store, like how we run into each other. When yeah. we, I see you, and all of a sudden, I'm shitty. You didn't do nothing. Yeah. Because my brain has made an association between being in a bad mood and seeing you. Okay. So we all know this to be true. Like you had your first love and back in the day it was a mixtape, a cassette, an eight track, a CD, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. iTunes, it, it depends on what era you was from. <laughs> so there was some love music going on. You made love and then you hear that song. Here come that person comes to mind. Yes. Or if you run into that person, the song comes. Or your grandma in the, chitlin make, in, the, in the kitchen making apple pie. And then you smell apple pie, you think of grandma. You see, Grandma, you remember the apple pie. 
In the hood, you see grandma, you smell some chitlins. Or, or sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato there you pie. Go. Yes. Feel me? We just yeah. getting hood in here. <laughs> so that's a neuroassociation. But yeah. that's not just in thought and in theory. Your brain has a physiological change. What's that mean? So you have two neurons and the neurosynapses, they literally connect physiologically. So that would be neurophysiologically. So the neurons literally make a physical connection when you associate something. Okay. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So every time I see you, I got coffee. And then one day I see you and I'm, damn, I want some coffee, but I'm not conscious of it. You feel me? Yes. So now that's, it, it literally, there was a physical link that was made. That is a physiological neural association, neurophysiological. Now, that being said, so each time, now, now why is it when you do an activity, well, I made the connection, why don't I have it mastered? You follow me? So I throw this one-two punch, why isn't it perfect right away? Because each time that you do that activity, myelin gets wrapped around the sheath of that. What is myelin? Myelin is like the, the gray matter of the brain. It, it, what it does is there's a neurosynapsis. So there's an electronic pulse that shoots, right? And when that impulse is sent down, the, the myelin is kind of like the sheath that, that makes sure that signal is regulated. Okay. So it makes it more efficient. To be specific, it makes it 100 times more uh, efficient. So imagine a sheath on an electrical cord that's keeping that energy from dissipating. It's protecting it. Right. It's doing all that. Yes. And that's what the myelin is doing. It also makes the signal, when we say efficient, it also makes it stronger and faster. So it's like, it's like high-speed internet. It's okay. like fiber wire. It's okay. like, you follow me? Yes, yes, yes. So you made the physical connection, and now the myelin wraps around it. And it doesn't, the sheet doesn't go all the way. It's in segments. And that allows some of that signal to actually jump out and make jumps, which makes it more efficient, makes it stronger. Okay. So for that signal to take place in response to a stimulus, so say in the beginning somebody throws a jab, you don't move. you just like this. I know I ain't supposed to do that in the studio. <laughs> but you like, yeah. You feel me? Talk you, to the sound dude. Talk yeah, to the sound, sound dude. Right, you all right, sound dude? You're like, right. I'm going to show you a jab in a second. You all right, sound dude? You all right, sound dude? Sound dude, like, I'm about to put these hands <laughs> on you, bro. You feel me? <laughs> so you don't even move. Wham! I saw a dude. My homie got hit. I said, bro, you want to? He said, I want to fight the coach. I said, you don't want to fight the coach. First day. He said, man, where are you at? I said, bro, you don't want to fight the coach. I'm like, yeah, crack, crack, crack. He did that. Like, Lenny, he said, wham, wham. He didn't even realize it happened. He said, wham, wham. I said, what happened, cuz? He didn't even react. Why? The signal of the stimulus to the response, he knows when he jabs, I need to block or I need to move, but the signal wasn't strong enough. So what happens is that signal has to come down and it has to hit, say there's an A and B signal. We're just generalizing the process, okay. and this is all for good reason. When that goes down there, the signal has an A and B side, and they have to hit both simultaneously, and they also have to hit strong enough. So imagine you have one of those revolving doors, and you walk up to it, and you're a two-year-old. <laughs> You're pushing, okay, you're pushing with one hand. Okay. okay, let me get two hands on it. But you just don't have the strength to push the revolving door to get to the other side to get through to what you want. So now we're going to make both hands hit at the same time. We're going to get a running start and build some momentum and then hit it with both hands and now I can pass through. So the myelin regulates the simultaneous strike of the signal. And it regulates the power and strength and the efficiency of the signal at 100 times. So each time you do the activity after that, it puts more myelinization around it. So in, in layman's terms? In layman's terms, in layman's terms, that signal gets stronger, okay. more regulated, and mm -hmm. faster. That's why repetition is the mother of skill. That's the reason why behind the what. So when you, physiologic, when you do that jab the first time and I slip it, okay, I learned how to do that. But now if I do it at full speed, whack, I can't do it yet because the signal's not strong enough to the stimulus. I have to do it over and over and over. And the myelin gets stronger and stronger. It regulates that signal, makes it stronger and, and synchronizes it and syncopates it. That's where when there's a fighter, you throw it, they're moving so like Mayweather. I saw Mayweather throw a punch. He looked over. Dude just started moving his shoulder. He ain't through the punch. Mayweather's already ducking. Because that, that, that signal is so strong through the, through the regulation of the mind. People like Muhammad Ali with Parkinson's, they can't move. All of a sudden you say, ding, ding, ding. All of a sudden this dude's moving because that signal is so strong in the mind that he can still do that even though the mind's broke down. Because he's, he's done it. I mean, all those boxers, professionally, they've done it their whole lives. So their signal's got to be. And, and 
more stronger than any of well you fight so yeah. i mean honestly so yeah. somebody like me yeah i'd get fucking touched but but if you like you said get stronger and they've done it their whole lives then boom and that's why the boxer can't just okay he's a great athlete okay and then he goes to wrestle he can't wrestle he doesn't have the the stimulus he doesn't have the neural associations and then it's not strong enough to do it in real time now it's making sense as that way. And so that's with everything then, right? I mean, that's why, like, if I ride my motorcycle every day, which I do, yep. then I, I, I feel that I'm better at certain things when hey happen. Then I've been on a bike long enough and I know my bike that I know, like, you know, like my car's coming or that, boom, I'm yep. one and one with the bike. Yeah, yeah, but that took time. So yep. you, 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 you could do one, as soon as you do that jab and slip it the first time, you, you have the physiological, neurophysiological connection. Now it's but it's not sense. strong enough. Yeah, but now it's making sense now. So now you got the stimulus and then the signals, it, it's saying we need to move, we need to move like how, and then the signal's not strong enough. So imagine, let's, let's put it in layman's terms. Imagine uh, somebody's coming at you with a gun. I'm like this, hey, BT. You're like, what? Like, it's a dude with a gun. I think we should run. It's a dude with a gun. We should, we should move. You're like, what? But I had a homeboy literally one day, and, and this probably has happened to everybody, okay? Well, a lot of people. My homeboy just ran by me and slapped me on the shoulder. was like, run! And ran by me. Nigga, I just started running. One time we was actually in Mexico. We weren't supposed to be there. <laughs> and my homeboy slapped me on the shoulder and was like, run! I was like, I started running. I grabbed him. I said, hey, bro, what are we running for? Well, our homie was in a fight. And he was slapping me like, come on, bro. But I just started running because the signal was so strong. And there's other reasons, neural, um, mirror neurons, all this other stuff we can get into. But he, he slapped me. There was a very strong signal. And I'm like, we running. We running. Now, hell, bro. Why we running? You follow what I'm saying? Yes. But if he came by, I was like, hey, bro, I think we should run over there. I'd be like, well, why? But if I go, hey, we got to run. Yeah. Or just bam. If you run, bro, run. You're just going and I start moving. You, it's a strong ass signal. So you don't see anybody in combat in the movies. Right. So and I tell that story. Right. I came home. From the military, and in the military, this is how you talk. You say, give me the fucking coffee. Pass me the fucking ketchup. It's a reason for that. Well, then I came home to see my family. I sat down at the dinner table. My mama's sitting over there, my daddy over here. And I looked at my mama and said, give me the fucking ketchup. I said, oh, shit. Excuse me? I'm, hey, ma, it don't matter. I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm about to whoop my ass. Now, why do they talk like that? Because when you're on the battlefield... And there's stress and there's fear. I need a very strong signal to take action in spite of the fear. Now it's now it's making sense. Now I was wondering where you were going. I mean, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I was wondering where you were going with this. I was like, okay, Kenny. Yeah. But CJ Phelps wants to know. You see the, what the fuck? Get to the point. So I'm explaining the why behind the what. So I there's get a reason. It. So that's why you have to talk in the Austrian or Czechless or whatever the uh, the accent is. Says get to the chopper. Yeah. You have to say it like that because that's a strong ass signal. As yeah. soon as I say that, you have a neural association of some big ass swole ass motherfucker. Like I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't move. Get to the now. Why am I saying all that? Here's what happens. So when you have a fear response, and we're gonna go, we're gonna go further into the brain, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it simple at this, this segment so we get to this point. When you have a fear response, there's a neural connection. So you see a chihuahua, you get bit when you're three, and now you look like Arnold, and then the chihuahua walks up. Well, you have a link to that little bitty thing that looks like that. Yes. That motherfucker's gonna kill me. Yes. Even though he's bro, the, the relationship done change. That dog should be scared of you. It's like an elephant. When an elephant's small and when they when they had circuses and they would hold it down with the with the stake in the ground, the elephant couldn't move. When the elephant got bigger, they did the same thing. Now, the elephant was bigger, it could easily rip it out of, rip it out of the ground, but because they were small, it it's it, 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 that at mental, he just knew when they put the stake in, like I can't move. But he could when he's a grown ass elephant. But that mental when he was there, so that's the same thing, right? So that's you're absolutely right, brother. That neural connection of that stake holds me down. I can't move. So you made a neural association, a physiological link between two neurons, movement and the stake. I can't move with this neuron movement and the stake. I can't move when that stake's in the ground, and I'm tied to it. Yes. Now you get, and then over the years, now there's myelin, bang, 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 and it's it's stronger. The signal's getting. So when you have a fear response, and then you keep adhering to it, you keep feeding that wolf. Oh, now it's making sense. So when you keep having a fearful response, so you had a neural connection between uh, I jump off this diving board, I'm gonna hurt myself. So you don't jump. So each time you get up there and you don't jump, guess what happens? The fear gets stronger. Ah, the fear gets, that's what it means, the parable by the wolf that you feed. Look at this. Are, are you learning, sound guy? Are you learning? Are you learning too? I was actually having a conversation just like with this 
You lying. But man, sir, so I'm I, man on another level. <laughs> I'm just messing bro. with you, man. He on another with. level. But, he, but you're right, right? You, you, I get, you get it, right? I think you just called me old. Man, I, I don't like that, but that's, that's cool, I think you just called me old. That's, that's you know how it goes up in here. Yeah, ain't nothing. Yeah, you don't get yeah. a break he up called, here, He called me old. But anyway, hey. yeah, but I get it now. You old, but you're not decrepit. You know what? I'm Both of y'all. Both of y'all. Hey, but man. anyway. but I'm old. I'm old. Look, go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, so if you feed that fear, it gets stronger. So how do you break that link? So then? that so that is why he said the wolf that you feed, because you don't. You don't feed it. You don't break the link. You don't break the link. So now we now we have to go into something called neuroplasticity. Okay. Okay. Last time I said the word decrepit and I said another word and somebody literally looked the word up. You remember Hawaii, my man Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long time ago, yeah. I was teaching jujitsu class and I said, You all perform magnanimously. And I was like, What? That's not a word. I said, No, that's a word. They said, That is not a word. I said, That is a word. They say, man, you black Einstein. Black people don't use them words. I said, no, that's a word. I said, go look it up. We was in the Matrix, man. Who's your Lawrence Fishburne? In the, like the eighth Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne, another black man said, you are magnanimous. And we was in the movies together. And he looked at me. I said, I told you it's a word, cuz. <laughs> right? So neuroplasticity, hell does that mean? It's basically flexibility of the brain. We used to think at a certain age that neuroplasticity stopped. That's the ability for the brain. It literally reconfigures, not just in theory, it physiologically connects to different neurons. So you're so trying to say that if we, if we used to think as we got older, it stopped, we stopped uh, open, uh, keeping our minds open and we just felt like we stopped growing? Then and like it just, it's like you said, it just shut off. That it couldn't, that it couldn't reform, that it couldn't reshape. And, and for thoughts and everything, thoughts and fears and everything, right? Well, so here's what it is: thoughts and fears and all that are neural connections, and they're also neural hormones, right? But uh, in the brain, this neuron said that Chihuahua is. I'm afraid of it. it it'll hurt me. Now, so you say, how do you break the link? Yes, you do not break the link. That link doesn't go away. You gotta make another link. That says, the chihuahua ain't shit. I'm stronger than a chihuahua. I'm the big dog. You got to make another link. And then you got to make that link stronger. This link is always going to be there. So how do you make another link? In, in, in that scenario, how do you make another link? So we'll, we'll talk about that. So I, and that's a good question. So, so to, to keep this simple for the, for the listeners, we'll do this part first and go back to that. That's actually a brilliant question. So what happens is you have a link that you have a physiological connection. Okay. Now I'm going to use the neuroplasticity. I'm going to reconfigure my mind. I'm going to make another link. Now, I, as soon as I say, uh, how do you do that? Maybe I just get in the room with the chihuahua. Remember we talked about incrementalization last, last time? Yes. We talked about the horses jump over a little bump. Yes. A bigger bump. Yes. So you just, and then we say, then it, and then it falls over the big bump, over the big hurdle, right? Mm -hmm. And then it goes back to the little hurdle. So what you do is do the smallest level that you're capable of doing that you can tolerate. Well, that's making a neural connection. So maybe I just look at pictures of the Chihuahua. Maybe I just imagine a Chihuahua. Then I, after I imagine it, now I look at pictures of it. Now I go and a Chihuahua, you on a Schwarzenegger, this Chihuahua's in a little bitty cage, you behind a glass wall like prison. And you look at it. And then next, they, they got it on a leash. And you they come on the other side of the glass. You, you incrementalize your exposure. And what that's doing is creating a new circuit. Okay. And then what you're doing is running myelin through the circuit. So you're basically building it up and making it stronger. Now, so when you first do it, guess what? The fear is still stronger right. than the new circuit. Like, oh shit, there's a chihuahua. Oh fuck. And that's always gonna be there. That's why you still that's why so, both wolves are always there. That's what he said. Both wolves are always there. He said, but which one wins the fight? The one you feed, the one you make stronger. So in that case, now I'm not, now I'm not getting off the case, CJ Phelps. But, I'm, but in that case, say like you know you're gonna feed it, okay? Like okay, next you say you just bring a chihuahua in, okay? You go there's chihuahua, okay? But then, where you incorporate breathing into that? Because I think breathe, doesn't breathing help? I mean, it, it does. Because to totally me, does. it would it would like okay, there's a, but yeah, yeah, and that's what does. I mean, to me now with fear now something fears a fear a fearful. I really found that the breathing is to me 90 to 95%. I mean, there's been times, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, uh, one that steps uh, uh, that comes to mind, and I think I talked about it last time, yeah. was riding, riding on the motorcycle at night, 
and a deer went out in front of me, and I didn't have time to go shit. It was, uh, but I kept everything loose, and I don't yeah. know how because yeah. Yeah. It, all of the trucks shielded me. And it was at night. He just walked right, up, and I was like, Whew. and it was a bridge, and it's it's like everything slowed down. At the everything slowed down, and I was enough to go, but it happened like that. But it but it felt like I didn't have time. I didn't have time to go shit. I was like, and I passed it, and it was like, okay, fuck. There's there's several reasons for that. Okay. I'll, I'll just touch basis. Right. Be the nerdy black man. Right? <laughs> okay. When you get under pressure, the reason why you and then right after that you might be exhausted after just a nanosecond of an exposure, right? And you oh, oh, and there's relief, and then there's like, whoo, shit, right? What happened was is the exhaustion is because say your your eye sees that. 30 frames per second. That's why the film is at 30 frames per second. Mm. When you get in a situation under duress like that, say it triples that out, at, at output. So now it's at 90 frames per second. Well, that's how you do slow motion. You increase the frame rate in that same time frame. So over one second, instead of 30, we do 90 frames. So now I can put it in slow. You see more. So what happened is your brain goes, oh, shit, there's a deer. It went from 30 frames per second to 90, which requires three times the energy. So now your brain is calibrating at 90 frames per second. And then when you and everything's calibrating at a three times wattage. Well, as soon as you get done with it, you're like, because you use three times the fuel in the same amount of time. So it slowed it down. And then the breathing let you go from now. This is where we go into it. You are in a sympathetic state, meaning stress state. Okay. Which is fear. Okay. And now you're gonna have fear. Right. Right. That signal. Now, why do you have fear? The brain is a predictability machine. It's trying to move you away, away from pain and move you towards pleasure. It's trying to move you away from injury and move you towards prosperity. Oh, I like that. You follow me? Yeah. It's trying to take you away from the liabilities and move you towards assets. That's all it's trying to do. You so the brain me? is our friend then, baby. Our brain is trying to help you, help us. But you got it's a tool. See, the, you don't want the brain to run you. You want to run the brain. And you have to sharpen that tool, right? And you, keep that tool exercising. You got to learn how to use the tool. Or the tool can be used against you. So when I used to sit at the dinner table, I said, Dad, bad guys kill with knives. He said, the knife ain't bad. He said, it can be used to cut food. It can be used to build stuff, to cut out, to carve, to build tools. He said, or it can be used to, to kill. It depends on the user. Okay. So, so the brain is the same way. Right. If you don't use the tool, the tool can be used against you. How can it be? How can it be used against you? I mean, I mean, and trust me, I, I think I know. But how can it be used against you? Because, like I said, it, it everybody, and I think it's the truth is that if you let the brain do what it does, right, and you feed it good stuff, the brain wants to help you. It wants for you to have the best. It wants what's best for you. Now, how can it uh, use against you? Is it because of uh, ex past experiences and they come back and you don't know how to? channel that into the good well actually we'll, we'll break off into that so now how can the how can the brain as a tool it's like a vehicle if you don't grab the steering wheel and you're hitting the gas and it hits a bump it'll veer off and go in the wrong direction it'll hit whatever the hell you want so you you said that that you get that you see that get that exposure to whatever that fearful thing is it's a little bit of chihuahua that should not scare you right but it still does each time you give in to the fear mm -hmm. so fight or flight each time you flee now the brain goes, I fleed and I survive. So guess what? Signal gets stronger, fleeing and surviving. So we, we talked about when you move away from fears, the fears get bigger. When you move towards fears, the fears get smaller. Well, that don't make sense because when you walk up on a building, the building gets bigger. That, yeah, that's geographically. But in the mind and the science behind the mind, each time that I have a fear response, the fear response is there. It's like, hey, this could happen because it happened last time. I'm a predictability machine. I don't want that to happen. Brain's trying to help you. Now you flee in a situation you, you, where you could prevail. So you, you flee. Now the myelin makes the signal stronger. Okay. And now, every time I see that dog, I want to flee and it's stronger and stronger and stronger. That's why when you run from fears, we're talking about the science. That's why when you run away from the fear, the fear gets bigger because you strengthen the circuit that makes the fearful thing that much, the impulse of the fear, that much stronger. When you approach the fear, even in the smallest way, now you develop the other circuit. And that wolf, when you feed that wolf, when you feed the courage instead of the fear, that one starts to get stronger. So now the tool is saying, hey, bro, I have fear of this, but in the face of fear, 
I can also have a stronger courage. So you never get rid of the fear circuit. Right, right, right. That's why at the end of that, I said, you said, but will you still have fear, though? I said, you will still want to shit yourself. <laughs> you will still be scared. <laughs> but okay, now, I, I think this is a good question. And sometimes it is in your best interest to flee. I think so. I mean, if you're like, say you're walking down the street and there's five dudes and they look like they mean business and they yeah. got weapons in their hands yeah. and you go, you know what? It might be a good time to me to run. Instead of like, you know, nah, I watch Bruce Lee movie. I don't know what to do. Wouldn't it be best to flee in that situation? Because sometimes isn't it better to like fight or flight? Like, I think it's best to flee in this situation. But if it's one-on-one and dudes talking shit, you go, well, you know what? Fuck it, let's go. I mean. So I'm going to tell you an interesting story. Okay. Orcas, the killer whales. We had this conversation. Yes. You, you as nerdy as me, dog. <laughs> I don't like the way you said it, but go ahead. You feel me? I know. Two black nerds, bro. <laughs> You got great whites. They did Jaws, bro. Jaws. All right. Nur, 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 nur. No, it's. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, to this, to this day, to this day, I think anybody who grew up anything uh, before 1980, yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you instinctively, when you hear in the water, you're. You it's always do. You want to jump out that water, bro? Always. I still jump out that water. How about we just don't get in the water in the first place, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just swim in the swim. Check it out. So you got these these most fearful beasts, the great white. It's like the king of the jungle, right? No, the orcas are. And here come the orca. Yeah. What did the what did the you you know what did the great whites do? They they run. They, they leave there. They leave there. When they hear them, when they hear their sonar, and they know one is with within the they say a, a, maybe an hour away, they get the fuck up. They clear out. They do. They leave because they know what's up. Now you know what? That's a justified fear. We're talking about unjustified fears. Okay. Relevance is important. Bro, there's seven dudes with pistols down that alley. I'm going to be courageous. No, that's being fearless. That's being <laughs> stupid. So now, here's the, here's the key there to, okay. to, to, to answer your, your question in a nutshell, because okay. I want to make sure we get the homeboy stuff. Yes, definitely, definitely. CJ Phelps. We got you, CJ. Courage is when you take on necessary fears for progress, survivability. Wow. Okay. Wow. Stupidity. Right is is when you take on unnecessary challenges that are a detriment to you. Why why are you doing that? It's not going to help you progress. It's not going to help to progress humanity. It's not going to pre um, preserve humanity. Like you saving somebody's life. Why are you Why are you approaching it? So it's a calculated courage, basically, so to speak. Right. Exactly. So there was there's a, a story in the Lion King. You know, Hasavanya with a little. <laughs> So the son wanted to be like his dad. You feel me? So I went and took my mom down right at the Marat table. She, I want to see this. Because, you know, I wouldn't went to that shit by myself. I'm a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. I would have went. <laughs> you know, I drink mud slides and shit. You just bag me out of this. I'm a softy, dog. So my mom said, I want to go. So I take her. And there's this one line. The son went into the, to the dark. He went to the dark side, homie. You okay. feel me? Okay, yeah. All by himself. Yeah. Then his dad had to go save him from the bad uncle. He had to... Lay all kind of hands. We ain't yeah. talking about church. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So then he says, son, why the hell did you do that? He said, I want to be brave like you. You're not scared of anything. He said, bro, I'm scared of everything. He said, I'm scared of a whole lot. I'm scared of losing you. He said, but then why do you run into the headlong in the, in the battle? He said, I do it when it's necessary. Oh. When I need to. To do what? To progress humanity. To protect humanity. For progression and for protection, right? But he said, but I don't go looking for problems. That now, you now you want to challenge yourself. That don't mean don't sit in your house and don't challenge yourself, right? Right, right. Okay. If it can help progress, if it can help protect, go for it. But if it's unnecessary, evade it. Why go down the alley? Don't go down the alley, bro. There's gangsters down there with knives and guns. Don't go. That's unnecessary. Right. That's not courage. Right. That's stupidity. What, what is that going to help you progress to? Now, if, if your girl down there and your wife are down there, you should run anyway. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't do that. Kevin Hart told a joke like that. Talk about comedians. I know. You, you I know, Joe, I know what was that when he said his girls get whooped by a whole bunch of... It, it, what was that? How it, it go? What did you say to him? Or whatever. Something, yeah. something like that. You he, know, said, yeah. he, said, he said they was getting whooped. He said, run! Yeah. Then he went and got the car. She got whooped. He pulled up after she got whooped. She said, why did you run? He said, I said run. You just you didn't follow the instructions. She said, but why did you leave me? He said, well, shit, you was getting your ass whooped, so one of us had to get the car anyway. I said, damn, Kevin. Right? So, so, so back to the point. You never get rid of the fear. That's the point. So this is why we say you don't 
become fearless, you get more courageous. This is the science behind you'll never get rid of the fear. You get more courageous because the fear signal is still there. You just got to make the courage signal stronger. And you keep strengthening that little little by little by little. There you go. Is what you're saying. In you, increments. In increments. That's beautiful. I mean, I went, and here's what I just wish he would have uh, specified what his fear was. Yep. I mean, what, what he's trying to overcome so, is not working. CJ Phelps, 88. Give us, give us a shout on, on something that you're comfortable sharing that you want to conquer, right? So now check it out. Now, now there's layers. Yeah. Sometimes you're not aware of, of where the fear lies. So you got to also, you ask about tools, how you do that. So incrementalization of exposure. That's one way. Okay. To build courage in the face of fear, right? Okay. That builds that circuit stronger. Yes. Right? Yeah. Next is to change your narrative. We talked about inner dialogue. You got to change. When we say change your narrative... That's your perception. Okay, so there's a there's an area of the brain called the amygdala. Yes. And that it's, it's it looks like an almond, but it's not perfectly shaped like an almond. Thus, it got the name amygdala, right? Almond, right? <laughs> now, yes. right? Yes. But and, it, it, and they say it, it it reacts to fear, and it's the the fear center that control. It's not just fear; it also re reacts to pleasure, and it literally has a physiological change. So we have PTSD and stuff like that. It grows and changes. You're having fear is not imaginary. Now, if you if you have a uh, a chemical issue in your brain, that's a whole other topic. You gotta get chemical help. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. We're talking about people that have normal fears, right? Anxieties, right? Okay. Um, now. The amygdala takes input from the outside world, and then it takes that input from sight, sound, smell. So if you hear that chihuahua bark, I heard that noise. You didn't even see a motherfucker. It's a recording. Yeah. The amygdala goes, I'm supposed to be scared of that. It's time to run. So it takes the input from the outside world and then gives an output to your systems in your body. We talked about the vagal nerve and vagal reaction. Right. The, the vagus nerve. It's called two different things here. Okay. So that is how it syncopates the mind, elevates your heart rate. Your feet get to chopping, looking like Peyton Manning when he's ready to throw a pass. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. It's time to run, homie. So it took that output. The amygdala says, hey, let's communicate to the systems of the heart, the cardiorespiratory system. Let's talk to the, 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 the vascular system and let's run. Now, the other thing it does is it takes information from the, the frontal neonatal cortex. Okay. So how I perceive that. Man, I thought I heard a dog. I thought I smelled a dog. I thought you just thought or you just visualized the animal. It ain't even in the room. You didn't hear anything on the external world. You visualized it and you start. You ever had a thought and get chill bumps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Fine ass woman. Right. Oh. Woo! Well, you remember? You remember that? Woo! My downfall. My you feel down, it? My downfall. <laughs> my downfall. That's why I'm in Indianapolis right now. You I'm follow not, what I'm saying, Kyle? Downfall. So yeah. you could just have the thought internally. The amygdala takes that, and then it gives output to your system. Nothing even external even happens. So the other place that you need to control the mind. Now you can control the mind, like we talked about, peak performance under pressure with your inner dialogue. And what should inner dialogue be? You can you can change it to uh, uh, we and we talked about that in the last episode. It needs to be positive, present, and personal. But now we're gonna go to another area. You need to change along with your inner dialogue. They're kind of one of the same, but two different veins. You need to change your rule set. When I see a dog, I run. Well, why? Because the dog's gonna kill me. Next, you change your rule set of your inner dialogue. When I see the dog, I'll stay for one count. When I see it, you change your rule set. Oh, I love that. When I, I'll look at the dog on the glass, but I'll look at it for three breaths. It don't matter. I'll look at it for one minute, then I'll run. You change your rule set. Now, but a lot of times you're not even aware of the rules that you have in your head. So you got to be aware of the rule set to change the rule set. And it's all about being aware. I was going to bring that up too. It's all about being aware. I mean, and it's, I, it sounds like it's coming from nowhere, but I just read a book about being aware. And when I was reading, I was like, and I wasn't really into it, but then it clicked because if you're aware, and like you just said that, I go, you got to be aware. And it sounds like nothing, but if you really think about it, being aware is everything. Being aware of, okay, why am I thinking this? Okay, you're aware you're thinking that way. And it sounds like that, but it's the truth because I do that all the time also. That's why, this, that's why this is finally clicking with me. So here's the thing. A lot of times, and you can ask that, and you still can't get to the root of it. So I had a friend that just hit me up. He said, bro, I'm going into work. I got this new job. Every time I go to work, I have anxiety. It's getting hard. I'm staying in the house, right? I'm, I'm getting late to work. I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I said, bro, yeah, you're having authentic anxiety. But he, he couldn't figure out why. He okay. wanted, he, 
So here's the question I asked him. Here's a real good question to find out your rules. What's the worst thing that can happen to you in that scenario? In your brain, because it's got a worst case scenario, and, it, and it, it might not let you know. It's in the back of your mind. It's in the amygdala, in the subconscious, where the conscious mind is not. Well, that dog's going to rip me to shreds. It's going to bite my whole head off. Bro, his mouth can't even do that, cuz. Right? And he's like... It's like an like, like a anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. So sometimes just the awareness... So you ask yourself the questions. We talked about the questions shift your focus. Well, sometimes the questions reveal the subconscious. Yes. And if you think about it, what does a psychiatrist do? They just ask you damn questions. They don't say shit. Well, what happened right there? And then they just sit there and get paid. <laughs> Well, nigga, you do that for yourself. You feel me? So you, you look at yourself and you say, you say, what's the worst possibility that could happen? And your brain reveals the fear. Because it's trying to protect you. What's it trying to protect you from the worst case scenario? Yes. Now, what do you do when you see that? Sometimes it's the awareness. You're not even aware that you're afraid of this this. Subject, and then sometimes it goes, oh, that's stupid, and it just shifts gears. But sometimes you're not. It's a legitimate fear. Mm -hmm. There's gangsters down there, going, what's the worst case scenario? Well, I could get shot, I could get stabbed, yeah. right? Yeah. And those are legitimate fears. Now, what do you do then? Now you have to create contingencies, plans. So you plan for the worst and hope for the best. You don't get rid of optimism, but you, get, you start to develop a plan. And when, so that's called self-efficacy. You're the big words. I keep doing it, dog. I don't, man. So I never, I never use the word efficacy. Hey, sound man, you ever use efficacy in, in a sentence or anything? It's exactly. I like that. I like you don't know either. That's when you cousin at like five people. Oh. F all of y'all. <laughs> you being efficient with the F efficacy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the act of being efficient with the F word. Nah, but in real life. So check it out. So check it out, cuz. So self-efficacy is your brain's self-perception, because that's what separates us from the premise. Right. We can really observe ourselves at your ability to handle a problem. Okay. Well, if the problem is 10 feet tall, you gotta break it down to 10 one-foot segments. Or 120 inch segments, because I can handle this little bitty. Single inch. I can't handle a foot. Okay, then break. So we go back to incrementalization, but on a but on a a further breakdown. So now I look at that, and that's what incremental in, incrementalization is. Is you're taking that big goal and breaking it down to the level that you believe you can handle it. Yes. Yes. I can't handle ten. I can handle five. Yes. Then do five. I can't handle ten. I can do two. Then handle two. If I can't handle ten, I can do one. And your brain. So here's what happens: when your brain feels like it cannot handle it, it disengages. It goes, "Get out of here. We can't handle it. Run." When you break it down, because it's trying to save you, it's trying to move away from being conquered, from being hurt, from being injured, from being broke. So it's say, "I got five dollars. That thing's ten. Well, nigga, that's what a layaway plan is for. That's why we in the hood. I can't. I, I got five, bro. Lay away. Bro, put two on it. But it's, but it's incrementalization, though. You got to create a mental layaway plan, homie. But, but that's, and that's what it is, right? I mean, honestly, I mean, it was funny what you said, but it's the truth, though. That's what layaway is. You, you're going to get that, but it increments. It might take you four years to get that car, but still, it, little payments, payments. Bam, now it's mine. So you got to create a mental layaway program. Oh, I love that. Yes. Mental credit. I, Mental I, credit. You follow me? Yes. yes. I only got this. This is my goal. I, I only got $2. I'm going to keep coming back and putting two on it until I get it. And that's how you break fear. You incrementalize fear. L little steps like you just talked about. And it strengthens that. Am I getting this right? There you go. Because you were losing me in the beginning. Like, man, you are way over Where my are head. Where you going with all that? Yeah, you, I'm yeah. explaining what's actually happening. Because everybody, and the reason why they don't explain all that is because people get bored and they get lost. But it's also important to know what's actually happening, not just the figure of speech. There's two damn wolves. Like, Where are these wolves at, bro? <laughs> 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 but you schizophrenic. Yeah. I ain't listening to yeah. you. But now, but, but God damn, but it's beautiful because I get it now. Ah. You incrementalize it and little steps, little steps. So the fear, so major points for today. The fear never goes away. You got to create a stronger courage circuit. Oh. So that's why I said on the last time we talked on the BT Killer B Killer Convos, I said you got to find something that you value yes. more than your fears, yes. more than your comforts, and more than your own self-preservation. 
self-preservation. Because mm-hmm. when you value that, what that does, and we'll, that's a whole other time for another channel, how that actually happens in your system. When you value that, the hippocampus, the memory part of the brain, has an affinity to the stress hormones, to the, to the impactful hormones. So when there's a strong sense of emotion, the hippocampus goes, we got to remember that. And then when it says we have to remember that, it talks to the amygdala and goes, download this, because when this happens, we're going to have this response. So you're going to make that strong sense of power and tie it to courage. The fear is still there, bro, but you fed the powerful wolf. God damn, that's you follow me? I do. I mean, I really do. Like in the beginning, I was like, man, this dude's over my head. This dude right here is a graduate school and I am junior college freshman year. And now we met on this level. Bro, you don't get rid of. So there's a, I forget the movie, man. It was like way back in the Aztec era. And this dude looked at his son. My homie just posted it. And he looked at his son. He said, don't be afraid. Fear is a disease. Disease spreads. It takes another host and it grows and it takes over your body and metastasizes. It takes over the organ. Okay, but courage does the same damn thing, bro. You feel me? Fuck. I can yes. I can be courageous and that inspires you and then it metastasizes and you build your heart and you build your courage. The fear never goes away. The courage becomes stronger. And now when you run from fear, you strengthen the power of the fear response. Every time you flee and, and it's something that you could go towards that would propel you, that would progress you, that would protect. Bro, go towards that. And now the fear, it's not necessarily that the, the object got smaller. The fear response is, is, and it's the same. The courage got greater. God. You follow me, bro? Yes. Yes, I do. So now when you break down that big thing into smaller chunks, guess what happens? Your brain goes, hey, bro, now we talked about if the thing is too big and strong and too powerful, it's too overwhelming, it disengages because we're going to lose. It's smart, bro. The brain's doing its job. So now what you tell the brain is, bro, we're not going to buy that Lamborghini. We're going to put a dollar on it a day. <laughs> we ain't never going to get that bitch. But you feel me? No, but in real life. So. I got it. <laughs> you ain't going to get that, bitch. Bro, so we say, hey, bro, you feel me? I want this watch. This is a $300 watch. I'm going to put a dollar on it, bro, today. $250 uh, next week. $3.75 the next week. Next thing you know, like, oh, shit, I almost got, I don't know how much money it is, but I almost got. Hey, bro, yeah. if you put a dollar on it a day, and it's a $300 watch, you'll have it by the end of the year. So that's the other thing. Yeah. And that's what Phil Jackson said. We talk about sports. He said, just improve 1% a day. Yes. Just what, what's he saying? He's saying what I'm saying. So you, you don't try to tackle the whole thing because the brain goes, that's too much. That animal's going to eat me. The fear response takes over. Now you made the fear circuit stronger, so you flee. Because it goes, bro, we can't, we can't win that one. Get out of here. Now, if you break it down, bro, you break it down from a bobcat to three house cats, man, I could whoop a house cat's ass. I can't whoop no bobcat. But if I break that bobcat down to three house cats, man, I'm going to whoop that motherfucker's ass one at a time. Now, guess what? When the brain thinks it can do it, it takes all of its resources and then puts them online. We call that resourcefulness. So you got the resources in you, but it can't activate them because it goes, bro, all of our resources put together cannot win this one. Disengage. That's called a tactical retreat. That's smart. But if you break it down and that's where the saying comes from, you hear these sayings. We didn't win the battle, but we win the war. Yes. So I'm going to take this war and break it down into battles. I might have lost here. So today I was scared and I didn't do it. Get up and put a dollar on it tomorrow. So I lost that battle. It don't matter. Get up, put a dollar on it. So it'd be like if I was if like swimming or whatever, like you know, yep. say say I'm afraid to to whatever. So when I, when I first started swimming, I couldn't even make it to the middle of the pool. Nope, seriously, I couldn't make it to the middle. I I, yep. I, I felt like I'm a grown ass man. I came yeah. in, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna get this. And and so then I made it down all the way one time. I go, oh shit, I did it. And then like the 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 next week or whatever, I made it down and back. Like oh shit. And then so I built it up to now. I'm like ba 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 ba. There you go. So so rather than try to swim for an hour, you just like I'm just trying to make it to the middle of the pool. You can maybe go down. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm out. Yeah. Boom. Then boom. Boom. I'm out. Really? Every, yep. And then you, you you break it down into what your brain is willing. Now, why does the brain say I'm willing? Because it goes, that's the level that the brain through self-efficacy says, I believe that we have the resources to be able to handle that. You break it down to that level and it will approach it. It will take all of its resources and say, let's go, homie. Right? 
So if, if say it's 50 dudes over there and we got 10 dudes, it's like, bro, we should get out of here. But now we, we attack them one by one. There's 10 of us. Bro, let's go. We got this. Uh, the whole crew going to say, come on, homie, number one going to say, ha, sight going to say, yeah. Smell going to say, yeah. Taste going to say, yeah. Follow me? Emotion going to say, yeah. Now guess what? You going to attack that thing with fervor, with tenacity. Now guess what happens? You have a belief in your self-efficacy. So when you have that fear, the way that you grow the fear circuit stronger is incrementalization. Now we're breaking down why that happens. So now that's called resourcefulness. When all of your resources come together to tackle something and you just do that each day. Now you increase that to the level. So you, okay. So I had a dude yesterday, he was in class. He bro, he said, I was never going to do Muay Thai. I said, man, what made you do it? He said, man, I've been rolling, doing jujitsu and it's, it's, it's built my confidence, honestly, because what he learned, man, I'm not going to die in a fight. He learned I can approach the fight, win or lose, but I, but I was in. He, I said, well, how'd you get in jiu-jitsu? He said, well, I started boxing originally, and I'd look over there, and every time I'd just see it, and I was curious. So one day I just, I just, so first he looked. Then he inquired. Those are the little steps. That's it. Then he came to class. Baby steps. Then he, then, then, now we don't start him off in jiu-jitsu to choke it. Hey, bro. Let's, let's just fight for these little positions. Okay. Yeah. Then next we'll just add points. Then we'll just add, you see? Yes. And now, hey, bro, now, so now he built, I said, bro, you grew your heart. Marcelo used to say that. Yeah. Bro, you are growing your heart. What does that mean? I'm telling you the science of what that means. I'm building the, the, the circuit stronger than the fear. The fear never goes away. God damn. That's courage. Yes. That, I mean, but that's how you do it. And you break everything down like that. And it's, yeah, that's beautiful. So, big prong process. Fear never goes away. It's which wolf you feed. Which neural circuit and association? If you don't have a courage circuit, you got to make it. Just got to think about it. You got to approach it at the smallest level that your brain says, I can handle that. Small, that's yeah. self-efficacy. Yeah. So the brain goes, we can handle that. And now it goes, let's go. That's, that's an increment we can handle. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting the watch today, the $300 watch today. You're putting a dollar on it. It's the mental layaway plan. A year from now, I'm going to have that, bro. And every time you put that dollar down, you see doom, doom, this chipping away. And then one day you own that, bro. You follow me? Yeah. And now that watch, what happens with that watch? Now people go, that's a nice watch. And they, man, that looks nice. Let me do business with you, bro. You must be doing something right. And now you, you gain more currency. Now check it out. Okay? So we got rid of fear. Now, but how do we find that fear? We talked about this major process. You okay. ask yourself, what's the worst thing? Because it can be disguised. You don't know why you're afraid. You yes. want to know, but you don't know. Right. The subconscious is doing it before you think. Because the amygdala reacts under pressure. It's called the high road and the low road. It shuts down the frontal cerebral cortex. And you get under pressure, it shuts that thinking part down. You go, Shit, I'm scared. Let's go. Boom. Then you get out and you're like, why'd I do that? Why'd I start fucking stuttering and shit when I talk to that front ass chick? Yeah. It, it, you don't get a chance to process. The amygdala goes, shut all that shit down. You too slow. You be thinking too hard. You need to shut the fuck up. We out of here. You don't get to think about that. So sometimes you have to have that conversation before you do it. I'm about to go see this dog. I'm going to just look at it and you give yourself metrics you can handle. I can look at that for 10 seconds. And now I got to go. Your brain's like, cool, I can do that. We get to leave, oh, we get to leave. And then, yep, but I know I'm going to feel anxiety. I know I'm going to feel the fear. But I'm going to just build a little bit of courage and I'm going to leave. Follow that? Now, how do, how do you find that fear since it's hidden? Because you say, what is the worst thing that could happen to me? And then you listen. And your mind, and you just keep asking that question. And it'll start to answer you. And then when you discover that, sometimes you go, man, that's dumb. And the brain goes, bro, ain't, I can handle that. And then it goes, I got the self-efficacy. My resources can handle that. Fuck, that was dumb. Other times it's like, no, that's a real fear. <laughs> like that dream, if you get caught naked, you wait, you in the middle of a motherfucking field. Damn, I'm ass naked in front of you. You keep having that dream. And one, like one day you wake up and it's really happening. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then there's some motherfuckers that want to do that. They streaking over there in Britain. Nigga. You feel me? So check it out. So what you do is when it, when it brings up a, a substantial fear, yes. it might be justifiable. Hey, I don't need to mess with that. But if there is something that you need to progress towards, if there's something that you need to, or someone that you need to protect, guess what you do? You develop contingency plans. You plan for the worst and hope for the best. And that contingency plan, and you say, okay, well, that, it revealed, what's the worst thing that could happen? Oh, man, I could be embarrassed in front of everybody. Now, what will I do in that embarrassment? How will I recover? What will I say? You start to make plans. And then you make those plans at the smallest level that your brain believes you could tackle it. You incrementalize it and develop your self-efficacy. So this is, a, this is just one vein of a broad stroke process 
to start to tackle your fear, to not feed the fearful wolf, to feed the courageous wolf. And now the parable, why do we talk in parables? Because nobody wants to hear the damn neuroscience, bruh. Yeah. And back then, they didn't know it. They understood the concept. Yes. They don't know the neurology and neuron, right? Right. So there's two reasons. Because they didn't have the technology to actually see what's actually transpiring in the brain. And number two, don't nobody want to hear that shit? You feel me? I'm telling you, like, nigga, what the fuck you talking about? Get to the point. And the point is, English, mother, English, do you speak it? You feel me? So that, but I'm breaking that down because I'm, I'm letting you know. Sometimes in parables, you're like, yeah, you don't, you don't know why. You, when I break it down, you say, ah, this is, this is, this is reality. This is tangible. I can grab, I can get a hold of this. And you, this is a tool I can use. The brain is a tool for you to use, not for you to be used by, homie. You feel me? That's that. That is a perfect place right there to if, if we if we incrementalize or compartmentalize this bracket uh, this uh, this episode, well you just said the brain is a tool for, for you, you to, to use. use and not to be used by. God, that right there breaks that whole thing down. We say the brain is a tool that you, to be used, not to be used by. Yes, that that right there is beautiful. Right then, right there, it's because the brain is it's for us. It wants the best for us. God damn, man, that's beautiful. I mean that. That's there's nothing better than when the light goes on, and the light just went on. Like the light went on when when you talked about that, and I was like, okay, where's it going? I was like, I was like, what does that have to do with the fear? And then like, ah, just make the courage stronger, baby. Fuck, break it down into levels that you your your self efficacy believes you could do it. Then your resourcefulness will kick in with the resources that you have, and then make a mental layaway plan. You gonna get it? Just a dollar a day, baby. Oh, God, God, that's beautiful. That's a perfect way to, that's, oh, CJ Phelps, I, I hope that helps you. I mean, CJ Phelps, 88, God, I hope that helps. It helped me, shit. I mean, it really did. I mean, because I was like, I was looking over last night by fear, you know, that's why I had the, the, uh, the, fi uh, the fight or flight, uh, uh, there's also a freeze where you go, oh, shit, you're, yep, you're yep. frozen by the fear. Yep, yeah, yep. and then it was fun, where, which I think I used to do also is that, like, you know, when you get scared, maybe you, over like oh hey man good to see yeah, 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 yeah you look yeah. good you look great yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna whoop your ass but thanks man <laughs> I just got these Nikes so I we appreciate still, it. we still yeah <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah this makes so much I mean honestly for me this makes so much sense and opens up a whole new just a whole new avenue because now I know like little by and I was probably doing this with other things where yeah. little by little like I said with the swimming yeah, yeah. little by little but now everything is gonna be broken down like everything I fear now little by little every day. Like I said, one percent better every day, just a little bit, just a little. It's almost how I used to break in new jokes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got to go on stage and say, "Ba ba ba ba." I may get huh? That's all I need to say. And then next time I go on stage, gets a little longer, longer. Yeah, and then finally, yeah. after about thirty, uh, maybe about three or four months, the bit is there, bro. And you know what? That's a really good point because comedians do that. They don't just go out and do the thing on the big stage. Yeah. You go to sets, little sets. Little sets, bro. It's exactly done just like that. Exactly. Then you go to another little set and you build it. Build it. And then you got the courage to do it in front of the crowd and you rock it. You kill it. Perfect. I've seen you kill it. Yeah, when, when, I was, when I used to live in LA, that was a great thing to watch uh, to watch a comedian get ready for the specials. Yeah, I mean, that was the best thing about LA. Like you see the big names go yep, up. Yep. And uh, perfect example was Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, yeah, I watched yeah. him like when I had a good manager, I, I go to Laugh Factory, I go to the improv, I go yeah, to the comedy store. Yeah, yeah. Damon Wayans was getting special together. So yeah, yeah. one time he was just get on stage and he was just talking. Silver Stewart just talking. Okay, then he go to improv, just talking. Yeah. Then you see him next week. It's funny. Just talking. Funny. The next week, man, funnier. A little more talk, funnier. And then about, you know, next week after that, oh, man, this is funny. This is funny. And then when that special came, that shit was tighter than right. Presley's pants, bro. Ah! And, and, and the jokes were bump, 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 bump. You go, that's what it is. He incrementalized the joke. He, he just had to get it. You have to get it out. You get it out of your system. You go, and then hopefully you're recording it or have, you know, sometimes they have other dudes, people watch it. And they go, hey, man, that was good. When you said this, you know, try tagging it with this. Okay. The next time he goes up. Just talk, just talk. Don't, don't worry about being funny. You already know you're funny. So I then, okay, boom, boom, boom. You know, almost like a boxer in sparring, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, or anything yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. Incrementalize. God damn, yeah. that's beautiful, man. And you know what, BT? One other thing, bro. Yeah. For the for the for the listeners that's listening to the BT Killer yes. B, Killer Convos. Hey man, send us, send if you have questions about any other topic, holler at us in the comments. And I mean this from the bottom. Please do, because this one we we did and Kenny brought it up. It's all Kenny idea, which I was totally for. Sometimes I get blind. I'm, sometimes I'm over here 
and what's what's right in front of you, you, you don't see. You know mm. what I mean? So and it was a God thing. I was going to Kenny every day. I mean, to you know, to work out. And I'm sudden like, why do I have it on your show? Nah, I this is a great. You. No, it's like. You know, he's got a great story. Why don't you have another? And then it, it's opened up everything. So when you said that, it made sense. And to show you guys that we're, I mean, like I said, I don't care if it's self-serving or not. We put on, and I'm saying right now, it's entertaining, but it's also, it's, it, what you say, edu- edutainment. It's educational entertainment. and entertaining. It's educational and we're, uh, we're fun to look at. And if you're lady, <laughs> and if you're a lady, I know we're, we're nice to look at. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know oh, we're man. nice to look at if you're ladies. And then we're also going to educate you. But to the point, and we break it down down here. So, I mean, on this level that everybody can, uh, everybody can grasp. We're, we're, not, we're not talking up here. When you start talking up here, but eventually you bring it down to here. Yeah. And I go, yeah. bingo. Like like when, when that light went off when you were talking, yes, I go, sir. yes, it made sense. Yes, so, sir. God damn it. So what we're at, uh, to all the uh, people watching, if you have a question, hit us up. We will answer it and do a segment on it. With our, it's the new one. It's under Tales from Gemini. It's going to be BT and Killer B, Killer Combos. And all because of my man, Kenny Big B. I'm not, bro. You're the host. With the no, most. I love it. Hey, honest, it's us together. And whatever you guys have, man, we'll go over it with you guys. Any questions or whatever, because, man, we're here for you. So, man, again, thank you, Kenny. I appreciate you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, it's bro. Always, it's always a killer convo with you, bro. Ah, you the man, man. You the <laughs> man, On and man. off the mic, though. Yeah, I mean that, dude. You the man. So, guys, yeah, hit us up uh, with Kenny. Or with me on Tales from a Gemini in the comments. You have a question. Hey, man, we'll put it on. We'll do it for you. So, thank you so much. You want to have a killer convo? Holla at us. CJ Phelps, 88. Hope you're happy. Hope it's going to help you overcome your fear. He's helped me overcome my fear. I might just ask a girl out this weekend. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's over know. with. Yeah, all she can say is up. no. All she can say is no. You feel me? I might and what's your contingency? Holla at another one. Holla at another one. Or, or, or write a secret admirer. People yeah. do that shit anymore. Hit us up with anything you have, man. We'll answer your question. And I hope this help. I hope this helping anybody else. Like with me, you have a fear and you don't know how to conquer it. And like CJ said, hey man, I tried everything. It's not working. God, I hope this helps you out. So thank you so much, Kenny. Hey, appreciate you, man. Much respect. And thank you guys for watching. We'll get back with you. Until then, you know the word. Peace.